prove this message. Jefferson, as we welcome you here to the penalty box here on KCOU 88.1 FM. I am Peter Camp alongside my co-host, Mr. Jack Knowlton. Jack! Yeah. Hey, man, how you doing? Uh, I'm good, I'm good, you know. Um, can't complain. Mm-hmm. You know, skies are uh, blue, but it is cold. Skies are blue and it is cold. It's cold. It's going to be warmer, though. I think it's. I think this weekend's supposed to be pretty nice. Yeah, which is exciting for some some homecoming Mizzou football action. I know the last couple of weeks we've been saying we don't know if it's, you know, like jean and sweater weather yet, or not. But it is officially jean and sweater oh, yeah. weather, big time. As um, I had to drag that out of my closet because it was buried behind everything. Big but, time. Big time. But uh, yeah, a lot of stuff to talk about, especially this last weekend. A lot of crazy games, a lot of AP poll movements, and probably the biggest one that had the AP poll movements was um, this this good old Alabama Tennessee football game. Yes. Uh, usually we start off with the Mizzou game, but Mizzou was on a bye. No Mizzou game. No Mizzou game. Um, they face off against Vanderbilt this Saturday. Uh, the homecoming game, if you guys didn't know, uh, kicks the kickoff is at 3 p.m. You can start listening on the uh, on KCOU at two o'clock. We'll have the pregame show, so make sure to tune in right here when that game gets kicked off. But until then, we have football to talk about, and we have Alabama Tennessee Tennessee blowing Alabama out of the water, and by that I mean by a knuckleball field goal at the last seconds to uh, cap off an incredible. Uh, 52 to 49 win against over the number three Alabama Crimson Tide. The first win that Tennessee has had against Bama. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe since 2006. Yes, was I the think last that's time right. The Volunteers gained a victory over the Tide, but now Tennessee they're six and zero. They're the number three team in the country now, uh, and they have a big, big portfolio now to put themselves in the playoffs. But before we talk about that, just a crazy game in general. Uh, Bryce Young he came back. After a couple weeks of injury, he threw for 455 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, also had negative four yards rushing. Hendon Hooker playing like a Heisman Trophy finalist. 385 yards, five touchdowns for him through the air on the day. He also had 56 yards rushing to go on along with that. Uh, Jalen Hyatt, I mean, Blitnikoff watch list. I mean, Five touchdown catches. Every single touchdown ca- throw from Hendon Hooker was to this guy. 207 yards on six receptions. Uh, Tennessee's offense firing on absolute all cylinders. Uh, Jack, what's your big takeaway from this? Um, Jalen Hyatt uh, more than doubled his TD total from 2021 in this game. He had two touchdowns in 2021 at five, like you said. Well, there you go. Uh, today. This game was awesome. Um, I watched the end of it. I was just watching like on the side of the ESPN 
box score, they had the video of the Tennessee fans dumping the um, goalposts in the river, mm. and it's just it was just awesome. It was such a cool like scene to see them rush the field. The photo of just it covered in fans, like there was no um, there was no field of like visible. Um, they took like they ripped like a chunk of it out. They obviously tore the goalpost down. It was so awesome. Um, a great upset. I'm not even like an Alabama hater like many people are, I feel like. Um, and it was just so cool to watch them lose, watch them lose on the road to a, a team that's, you know, their rival. And this rivalry is just going to get more bitter as stuff like this keeps happening. Um, Hendon Hooker is f- phenomenal. I'm so excited to watch him play in a lime green jersey next season. It's going to be amazing. Um yeah, Jalen Hyatt was ridiculous. He somehow seemed to keep catching the ball. But Alabama's secondary drawn some some question marks for me. I, I love Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. It's, it's delicious. And the, the player's pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they've, they've had their struggles. Um, but, yeah, this was just an awesome performance by Tennessee. It, fe- it felt like a game, even if Bryce Young played, which he obviously did, um, threw for 455 yards. Whether you can call into question how healthy he might have been for this game is what it is. Um, they lost, and um, Tennessee Tennessee rolls the tide. It was awesome. It was such a good game. I'm glad I, it was at home. I Tennessee. know that some of us guys talked about it on starting left bench this week, where in our lifetime – like 2001 on our lifetime, I think it's easy to say that this is probably, one, the best Tennessee team that we've seen in that time span, and arguably the weakest Alabama team that we've seen in in our lifetime as well. Because that wide receiver room, after years and years and years of having first-round level talent, a Heisman Trophy winner in the last three years, uh, just insane NFL abilities... Uh, just they don't have it this year. And Bryce Young, he's been battered a little bit. Offensive line hasn't been fantastic. Uh, uh, Jameer Gibbs has been fantastic. Yeah, There's been no argument as to whether he was a question mark or not. He had 103 yards and three touchdowns despite the loss. But um, what's your thoughts on, on that take? Yeah, I think that's a good take. Um, I definitely, this is the first year it's felt like I've been watching an Alabama, or an Alabama receiving core and not been like, oh my goodness, this man's going to break the NFL mm-hmm. like I had with Jalen Waddell, like I did with, with Judy and, and Devonta Smith after them. Um, it's, it's weird. Um, like, their best wide receiver, I mean, their best player, their best patch, pass catcher is Cameron Latu, their tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, who I think is is a is a good talent. Um, Jermaine Burton, the transfer from Georgia, who's trying to win back to back national championships with two different teams. Um, I didn't think he was that good on Georgia, and him being Alabama's like primary guy isn't good. Um, he obviously did a thing allegedly after this game too that's not good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the best part about this offense, which is crazy considering what Bryce Young did last season, is Jameer Gibbs, and it's. It's a worrying sign, especially when you're not getting the help on defense that you used to for Alabama. Um, and, yeah, I definitely do not hate that take. It's definitely the correct take when it comes to this is the best Tennessee team we've ever seen in our lifetimes. Um, and certainly I think there's a there's a very good argument there. I mean, this is an Alabama team that, especially after this loss, I'm not confident, even if they do make the playoff, that they're going to hold up very much. Yeah, and there's also a big question mark because now with – uh, sorry, with uh, Tennessee winning, um, there's a lot of question marks as to how many SEC teams will be in the playoff. Because right now we have undefeated Georgia, we have undefeated Tennessee, and we have a one-loss Alabama. 
And so and an undefeated Ole Miss and an undefeated Ole Miss, which I don't think they'll really make it. I think more teams will have a better um, resume, especially if if Clemson wins the ACC. I think they're in. If Michigan or Ohio State stay undefeated and win the Big Ten, I think they're in. Um, I TCU could. It have to TCU be. Could. It have to be a long shot, but they could. UCLA could. They just need USC to stop losing games. Uh, but I think you can make an argument that Bama, Tennessee, and Georgia could all three make it. Yeah. If they all trade losses, mm-hmm. so then Tennessee would have to, I believe, Georgia would have to beat Tennessee, and Bama would have to beat Georgia for them to have a three-way tie, basically. Right. And then, yeah, just having three teams in the in the top 25 would just be weird. Well, it's going to be interesting, too, because I do believe Tennessee plays Georgia this season still. They do on November 5th. Yeah, that will and probably then, be the SEC East championship. Yeah, and then obviously uh, Alabama's in the West, so... You know, you might have a Tennessee-Alabama rematch. You might have Georgia play it. So there is that that opportunity there for those teams to beat each other. Um, and then, obviously, like, you have to contend with a lot of unbeatens if you're Alabama. Like you said, Peter, like, in addition to Tennessee and Georgia and Ole Miss and TCU, UCLA is unbeaten. Um, and Clemson and Michigan are still both right there. Um, I know Michigan, there's the whole, like, argument they haven't played anybody um, other than Penn State, who they destroyed and looked great against um you know now all of of a sudden michigan's getting a resume boosting game against illinois if illinois keeps doing what they're doing um clemson i mean their season's on the line pretty much this week against syracuse that's probably the game of the year for them um because if they win that game they very likely win out and they win the acc and then you know who knows where they're at i think ucla Yes, USC needs to maintain their form, and yes, US, UCLA needs to beat Oregon, and I would say pre- beat Oregon pretty decisively this weekend um, to have a case. But if UCLA goes 12-0 and and wins the Pac-12 with three ranked wins, that's a, play- that's a playoff team for me. If they beat USC twice and Oregon and Utah, I mean, that's a, that's a playoff team to me. Yeah, I think Utah is just such a weird team this year because on the one hand, it is a good win. They are a very good team. They're a top 25 team. They just beat USC, who has all the, basically, Oklahoma 2.0. They're a good team. But they're also a team that is also kind of shaky in terms of whether they kind of show up or not. So whether that's a big resume builder, I don't know. But I also agree that it's hard to keep out UCLA if they go undefeated and they do beat those three teams, especially as well as Oregon has played this year. I mean, that first game against Georgia was not credit to how good this Oregon team this year has been and how good Bo Nix has been. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the playoff would think. Would they rather put an undefeated UCLA team in there or an undefeated Clemson team in there or an Ohio State team in there? And oh, yeah, if so, Ohio State too. Yeah, Ohio State's up there. It would be interesting to see how they handle the Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama situation. I think their hope is that one of them has two losses. Yeah. And they're just done. So they can sneak in Ohio State slash Ohio State and Clemson slash UCLA. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. I just think like 
it would be it would be kind of bonkers for me if you're if Georgia goes undefeated and Tennessee goes undefeated and that's two of your spots and then say one of Clemson, Michigan, Ohio State goes undefeated that's the third spot. Um, to me, like if TCU or UCLA go undefeated in a Power Five conference and somehow Alabama makes it in over them with one loss, mm. that's your SEC bias right there. Because I think I think like what's been established to me so far with the playoff is if you go undefeated in a Power Five conference, you're pretty much as good as there, mm. unless you're, you know, getting pushed out by other Power Five, you know, Power Five conference teams that have played a better schedule. Sure. If like I think that would be ridiculous. If like TCU, I mean, they're on a gauntlet right now where they just beat Oklahoma and Kansas. Yes, they didn't prove to be as good as they were, but those were ranked win as, wins at the time. Oklahoma State is a huge win for them, and then Kansas State, who's ranked, and they play Texas, who's back in the poll. Those are that's five ranked wins and a Big Twelve championship if they if they can do it. Yeah, it's I don't know. Interesting to see how they'll measure the Big Twelve. Yeah, because. Those teams keep beating each other, which is not good. Back in the days, Oklahoma had to get in if they just blew out everybody. Yeah. But now with the S- with the Big 12 having like five ranked teams, six ranked teams, we'll see how they judge that. If they count Kansas as a big win or not. Or if they count, you know, wins against, I don't know, Iowa State as a big win. It just, this is why we need to go back to the BCS. <laughs> That's an argument for another time. But having well, we, people choose we need all to ex- this, we need to expand it. It is, yeah. In my opinion, uh, it is expanding to twelve in about two years. But somehow Good. we just we just need it now. Yeah, we, we need just need it now. It now. They're they're gonna push for it to be next season. I can guarantee you that. Also, they'll probably push it when all of the conference alignment yeah. stuff has happened. Which for Mizzou is that's next year, isn't it? Is it next year? I thought it was twenty twenty four. I thought it was twenty twenty five. Oh, well, twenty twenty four is also not. Next I know twenty twenty four is. The UCLA, UCLA USC, USC move, and I think 2025 is like the last year. Yeah, I, I just think a lot of that Oklahoma stuff will get Texas. pushed to the front, but who knows? I could see that too. Um, they could just take the, just buy out the TV contract and move on to the the SEC and the Big 12 for their respective teams. I could see that. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't. I'm not the commissioner. I'm not the AD. So we'll see what <laughs> they decide. I thought it was gonna be like. Next year, if not this year, I thought they would just yeah, just say screw it. Just we have the money. Let's not? just get out of here. Um, then then the the playoff rankings come out. It's not it's November first, so not so not, not next week, but the following week. Not was it three weeks? Nope, you're right. It's it's not this coming weekend. It's the fo- after the following weekend of games because so November fifth. Yeah, but like like yeah, that week of November first. Yeah. Which is because next week is Halloween, so after that week of games, week mm-hmm. after week nine, that's when it'll start. Okay. Um, so that's I guess when we'll really see. My question is because we've already now we've already brushed over a bit of, of TCU. They obviously beat Oklahoma State. We brushed over a bit of Utah. They beat USC, which is a, a, a bad sign for UCLA. Sure. Um, where are we putting Syracuse if they beat Clemson this oh, week and are seven and zero? Where do we put Syracuse? Oh man! That's. I mean, it's got to be. I think it's got to be top seven. I think they got to be up there. If they beat Clemson oh. this week in Clemson in Death Valley and they win by like more than ten points, listen, Syracuse is my ACC team, right? If I had to choose an ACC team to cheer for, it'd be the Syracuse. The Syracuse. The the Syracuse Orange. But it's. You're right. It's gonna have to be a blowout 
of wild proportions because I think Syracuse is in that same boat that Oklahoma was in all those years ago when they were in the big. Were the only team really to come out of the Big Twelve? They just have to kill everybody they play, including number thirteen Wake Forest, who they play like three weeks after that. Yeah, because they have Clemson this week. They beat NC State handily, I guess. It was twenty-four to nine. Fifteen point win is pretty good. Um, then they play Notre Dame, who's been nobody. Pitt, who's been eh. Florida State, who's been eh. Wake Forest, who's been very good. And Boston College, who's been meh. So it's going to have to be a blowout of proportions the rest of the way. Right. But, like, again, I like if they go undefeated and win the ACC, they deserve to be in over a one-loss Alabama. That's my take. Sure. That's my take. That. You're undefeated and won your conference. Yeah. In a Power 5 conference, the way the playoff the, has worked, that should be that should be enough. Okay. Hashtag they should have put UCF in. They would have if they weren't in a power if they were in a Power 5 conference. Yeah. Boom. It's just Oh man. Would they would they bring the best though? Would they bring the best competition? I, I mean, that's the argument with Cincinnati all those years. Yeah, if you really put Cincinnati in, will they bring the best competition? But that's out? the problem. Is like it shouldn't matter. It, sh- it like, shouldn't. It shouldn't, and it won't in the expansion, which is why I like it. But right now it does. But right now stupid. it's going to be a matter of how can we headline these best? And I, did, I think Syracuse. They think they think playing devil's advocate here. They think. That Alabama's going to draw more viewers than Syracuse's. Is, is Syracuse's uh, secondary better than or worse than Alabama's? They don't care. I've got a DB. I've they got a DB. I'm care. looking at here named Garrett Williams with 32 total tackles, two sacks, and two interceptions. It sounds a lot better than Kool-Aid McKinstry to me. Alabama would blow out Syracuse out of the water every day of the week. Well, I don't know. Not if Jalen Milrow is playing. This is an argument. Put Syracuse in the playoff if they go undefeated. I'm not saying they don't deserve it. They deserve it if I, they do. I'm also a small team but advocate. Knowing I don't care. how the playoff committee works, they're just not going to do it. <laughs> they won't go for it. Stupid. You have Stupid. to do a better elevator pitch. Yeah. No, I can't because it's just be like, we're Alabama. That's the only elevator pitch you need. We'll have two losses and still make the playoff. Nick Saban has some some inside work going yeah, on. It's stupid. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, it's not going to matter regardless because not beating Clemson. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, I want to look at what the line of that game is. It's probably going to be Clemson by. I'm going to say Clemson by seven. Oh, it's Clemson minus thirteen and a half. Really? Yes, they are a almost two touchdown favorite against Syracuse. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think it'll be that. I think it'll be closer. Maybe. TCU is who I'm holding out more hope for. I love TCU. Max Duggan is so good. TCU is very fun. So good. Very fun team to watch. Highly recommend that show on Netflix. Um, anyways, before we head to break, let's talk a little. Uh, let's talk a little. Should uh, talk Big Ten? I don't know. I mean, we've, we did brush over. I the guess Big we'll Ten, talk but... USC. Yeah, because USC is in a interesting spot after losing to to Utah. Uh, they're six and one right now. I believe they're number what number 12. 12. They fell down to twelve. I hate to break it, but I think USC's chances are done. Yeah, no, they're done. They're done. There's way too many undefeateds left. And, like, some of these Big Ten teams have such cupcake schedules until they knock each other out at the end. Like, it's, I mean, unless unless UC, USC, like, blows out UCLA in in November, 
and wins the Pac-12, and then you have to still probably hope that there's a bunch of other losing that happens. Like you see, if that happens, though, that's where Bama gets thrown in exactly. and Georgia gets thrown exactly. in together. That's, what, that's the point I was getting at, is it's like you need you basically need chaos. You need chaos. And chaos is fun. And this has been a chaotic season, as last season was. But I don't know. Like, you look at some of the teams around them, like Ohio State. I guess they do play Penn State and Michigan. But they play virtually nobody. Michigan definitely plays nobody now until Ohio State and Illinois at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, USC, my point is, is not going to benefit from the Big Ten being horrible and the ACC being horrible. I think the for the Big Ten, yeah. The Big Ten being bad is not going to benefit them. Yeah. But, they, I mean, their destiny is out of their own hands. This was a bad loss yes. for them. Bad loss. 43-42, close game. Very close did game. Did you watch the end of this game? I couldn't. I did. Caleb Williams was not good. Oh, excellent. Very not good. Well, he would have been good in a Badgers uniform. Very tough to watch. And, um... Praying on his downfall. Just kidding. The interesting experiment that was taking Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley out of Oklahoma and basically transporting the entire team to South California has um, worked up to this point, but now has fallen on its head. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But yeah, USC needs chaos. And and yeah, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Less in peace uh, playoff chances. What uh, do we wait? Wait, wait. I have two things. Sure. One, uh, best name alert Money Parks on Utah. Mm. One reception for 45 yards, but his name is Money Parks. Also, who is this Dalton Kincaid character? He's He had 234 yards and a touchdown for Utah Yeah. on Saturday. It's wild. I think he's the captain, isn't he? Is he good? I mean, he's a senior, I, I would assume, probably. Um, he has 558 yards and six touchdowns on the season. Which is already more than he did last season. So, yeah, I believe he is the captain of the team. Very nice. So, his peak was 2019. He's fallen off. Mm. Tough. Tough but for my guy. He just needs a couple big games and yeah. the scouts will start looking at him. Oh, yeah. If he's got some freak athleticism, then they'll have some teams calling. Please tell me Money Parks. Oh, he's only a sophomore. Money Parks will be around. Let's go. Money. Money. All right. With that, we'll take a quick break. break when we time. come back, we'll talk a little NFL and. We'll talk a little bit of NBA predictions as the the season started yesterday, but continues to get started today. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. Penalty box. KCOU. Columbia. (gasps) The Unwritten Rule is your home for friendly and mature conversations across the wide world of sports. Join Kenny Van Doren. You know what? No, 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 no. Stop. (laughs) Oh, God. Peyton Haverman. When it all oh, does it matter? You haven't even been to an AFC Championship game. At That's least the Bears have been Jones. to a Super Bowl. And myself, Jack Knowlton, as we calmly discuss news and highlights with some lighthearted banter. Fridays at three on KCOU. Hey, what's up? Holla at your boy. XOXOXO. You getting these texts? Question mark. Where are you? What are you doing? OMG, you are making me mad. You better text me back. I'm waiting outside your house. Relentless, aggressive texting is like sending an angry robot to deliver your message. When does the robot become dangerous? Let us know at that's not cool.com. That's not cool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Dismal Niche Arts presents the 7th Annual Columbia Experimental Music Festival, November 3rd through 6th in downtown Columbia, celebrating adventurous art, music, and community. 
the festival features a world-class roster of national and international musicians, including Godspeed You Black Emperor, Marissa Anderson, Rap Ferreira, plus exclusive film screenings, after parties, and more. Visit Dismal Niche, D-I-S-M-A-L-N-I-C-H-E dot com for full festival information. I think Kid A is probably their best single album. Uh, but my favorite individual song is Life in a Glass House, the perfect uh, mixture of harmony and chaos. Ken Bone, Radio Man, KCOU. Here on KCOU 88.1 FM. We thank you so much for tuning in. Peter Camp here alongside my co-host, Mr. Jack Knowlton. Jack, we have a very special guest in the studio with us a little earlier before our penalty box segment. Would you like to introduce him? I, I will. Um, he hosts the Mizzou Sports Daily Monday segment with me. Uh, and he's also an alum from Peter's High School. We have two Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs in one KCOU studio. For me, that's very exciting. Um Go Bulldogs. It's uh, it's our good friend Ben Greenberger. Woo! Ben, welcome. You're not on Mizzou Sports Daily with me. Is this a weird, this is a different dynamic? I don't know. Bit. I don't know how this is supposed to work. But yeah. No, in all seriousness, thank you guys so much for having me on. This is uh, this is a, a great treat to be on the penalty box, and I, I love listening to what you guys do. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank this, you. This, this is. We don't take praise very well. No, we don't. Yeah. I'm bad at getting compliments. Kind of just like. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I don't know. We can't we gotta spin zone off it better. Yeah. Anyway. For sure. Thank you for coming on, Ben. Um we're talking football mm-hmm. and some NBA. I'm excited to get into the NBA stuff, but first and foremost, uh Peter, what report do we have? Uh we have the George Pickens report. George Pickens. Brought to you by we don't have a sponsor. But we, we should get a sponsor. Yeah, we should. We should get on that. Uh do you want to give the report this week? Sure. Okay. George Pickens today. Not today, today. on Sunday. No. Yes, Sunday. Sorry. Had three catches for 27 yards. Very nice. Good win for the Steelers. <laughs> hey, listen, he doesn't have to do it every week, okay? Mitch yeah. isn't throwing him the ball. Or Mitch Mitch did throw the him the ball The quarterback controversy game. is ruining his, his yeah, career. Yeah, his, his stats. On his downfall. Ben, do you know about uh, the penalty box's affinity with George Pickens? I have heard that it's quite, they're quite fond of him. I don't know exactly how it started, but I am I am well equipped to hop on board that train. Yeah. There we go. Um, we it, it started after he came here. Uh, I think our what was that our sophomore year yes. and torched Mizzou. He had he had just some very good catches, and ever since then we've become the George Pickens show. If you mm-hmm. guys become diehard fans of everyone who tortures Mizzou, this show will be three hours long. It, it will be, it will be. But George Pickens just he had like a special, he got a special place <laughs> in our hearts. Um, so we like George Pickens, and we do think that Mitch Trubisky is ruining him. When Mitch Trubisky plays, it's way worse. Yeah, the, the Pickens to pi- or Pickett to Pickens connection. The Pickettons. Yeah. The Pickettons. Pickettons. We haven't come up with a good name. No, Kenny, I think you have. It's a Ken, Kenny Pickett to George Pickens. We're working that. We're workshopping it. We have a um, trademark patent in we it do. for now. Pen, patent pending. pending. Patent pending. Good win for the Steelers, by the way. Yes. Uh, Pickett got hurt. Trubisky comes in. Third quarter Trubisky. They win 2018 of the Bucks. Yeah, the N- MVP strikes again. Yeah. 
Tom, uh-huh. And Tom Brady hates his own line. Yes. He yelled, he yelled, apparently, this is not a direct quote, but allegedly he yelled, I left my family for this, yep. and you guys can't block me. I was there. So. So. I was in the stadium. I heard it. Mm-hmm. He definitely it said it. It went on the Jumbotron. <laughs> yeah, he's he's upset with his O-line. Um, next game? Next game. Are we doing Seattle? We can do Seattle. Big Ben talk about Seattle. Um, back. <laughs> the Legion of Boom is back. The one Legion of Boom. The the Woolen Legion of Boom. The Legion of Woolen. Tariq Woolen is the best cornerback in the NFL. There it is. That's my take. I think we should. Should we let Ben? Ben, what's your impression of the Seattle Seahawks this season? <laughs> I mean, Geno Smith didn't write back. He didn't, he didn't write he back. Was on, he was on a tier list today with Allen Mahomes um, and whoever. Wait, who, who else? Hurts. Um, I'm trying to think. Who else has been really good at quarterback this season? My mind's going Carson blank. Wentz. No, what? Dak Prescott. Okay. Joe That's Burrow. That's enough. He was on. Yes, Burrow. It was Burrow, Lamar, Mahomes, Allen, um, Hertz, and Geno. And they were all put in a tier. You know what? That's a that's a heck of a tier. It was awesome. Uh, I I love Seattle. I love they've become the just like the weird the weird team. Like yeah, they're the weird... a team that's not gonna go anywhere, but they're gonna be a lot of fun to watch because they they're a team that usually gets a lot of points and usually gives up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Not this game though. Defense played really well this game. Uh, Kyler Murray had 222 yards passing in a pick. Playing too much Call of Duty this week. Yep, it happens. Double XP weekend. Indeed. Uh, Considering 100- I hopped on Warzone for the first time in like four months, <laughs> Kyler Murray was definitely playing Call of Duty this yeah, weekend. Yeah, he was. He was under a uh, a different gamer tag. Yeah. Hey, this is the first place Seattle Seahawks that you guys have talked yeah, about. Oh like, my god, that's have true. a little Huge. respect, but uh, they have scored the most and given up the most points in the entire division, like you were saying. So, mm-hmm. it's kind of a volatile style of football, but I, I like it. I, I'm all aboard the Geno Smith train. Update: I, I'm back in the Kobe Bryant uh, support camp. I, I left it last week, and now I'm back. You're had, back uh, on the eight, train. Eight tackles and a pass deflection in this game. I'm back. And a forced fumble. And a fumble. That's right. And um, yeah, Tariq Woolen's awesome. Um, Jordan Brooks is good. Jordan Brooks, yeah. Quandre Diggs is old, but Legion of Boom is slowly coming back. There it is. Once Kool-Aid McKinstry has a good junior year and gets in there, it's yep. golden. There you I, go. I love all the comparisons of Tariq Woolen to Richard Sherman, too, that yeah. we've seen. It's like The one where he was... Woolen was drafted 153, yep. Sherman was 154. They uh, both switched from wide receiver switched to corner. They both from wide receiver to corner. They both had like four picks in their first five games. I don't know. It's back. I don't know. History I'm repeats you. itself. Who's going to be the next Walter Thurman the third, Peter? Um, <laughs> that could go to uh, fifth round pick next year. Whoever. There it is. we go. Yeah, beautiful. Um, or give the honor to Jamal Adams, just yes. to let him have something. Blitz boy. Yeah, Seattle's back. We'll see. We'll just see how this goes. Speaking They're of get teams the that are back, pick. let's look at the Jets, man. Oh. Jets are a weird team. New York is a football town. Once New York again. is a city of champions. Once again. And honestly, Brees Hall, as much as I despise Iowa State, he has been far and away one of the top rookies this year. Yeah. I, I, I wrote him off, yeah. to be honest. I, I wrote him off, and he, he ain't right back to me. Yes. And, and he, yeah, he had 116 yards and a touchdown in this game. He looks really good. Um, apparently, the weather was like terrible in Green Bay, which is why like they didn't throw the ball that much. I'm shocked. Um, yeah, it's not. It's terrible. It's terrible town. It's Green Bay. Um, Come on. And then yeah, Aaron Rodgers. You know, oof. I, I like he was good. It's just 
He writes back constantly. Yeah. He, he keeps writing. <laughs> he does love to write back, uh, especially to his receivers. Robert Tanyan led the Packers in re- receiving yards in this game. It's not good. Oh, man. Devontae Adams is really... I don't know. It's it's bad for both of them right now. Yeah. I'll say that. But the Jets, like... Um, you had the Sauce Gardner um, wearing the wearing the cheese head after mm-hmm. after they won. Um, they're they're just a bunch of trolls and they're all really young and and fun. I like the Jets. Robert Sala is an, a really good coach yeah. in my opinion, and he didn't have the talent last year to show any of it. But Zach Wilson's three and zero this year, and even if he only completes ten passes in a game, he's doing very well. It's kind of like the Blake Bortles. <laughs> of this season. He doesn't need to do much. Yeah. But he needs to do just enough. It's like hand the ball off to Brees Hall, be a meme on the internet, and maybe throw a couple passes and you're yeah. good to go. And soon you will find yourselves choking in an AFC championship game. Yep. Will there be a butt? I don't sense a butt fumble with this Jets team. This Jets team doesn't feel like a butt fumble team. Nah. You see, they never do. And then. <laughs> no, Mark Sanchez always felt like a butt fumble quarterback. He always yeah. felt like he had it in him. I don't think Zach Wilson has it in him. Do you know what he does have in him? That dog. That dog. Exactly. Um, uh, c- could anybody really be surprised if they pitch a shutout in Denver this week? No. no. Like, they held Aaron Rodgers to 10 points. I don't care what the weather was like. Russell Wilson, they're going to hold to negative points negative, on the scoreboard. Negative points. The Broncos will score. I, how do you? Yeah, that, yeah it's going to be horrible. Um yeah, the Jets are awesome. If we're talking about good coaches, I mean, like Coach of the Year candidate, Brian Dable, Giants. Yes. I mean, the Giants are back. They beat the Ravens. The Ravens choked another fourth I don't know how the Ravens keep lead. choking this game, man. They're still ranked, like, Lamar sixth Jackson in the power had, was, rankings. was through and through probably one of the best, like, picks I had in my fantasy, and now he's just been terrible these last two weeks because yeah. he keeps choking away games. That was one of the worst picks I've seen him throw it was so in a bad. really long time. And their their three losses this year, they led in every single one of them. They could so easily be six and zero right now. It's not even funny. That's that is insane. It's disappointing. Um, yet they're still like sixth in the power rankings because every game they've played has been close or they've won. Yeah. So, but I mean the Giants though did what they had to do. Mm-hmm. Five Again, and one. Daniel Jones, one of those quarterbacks where he just has to do enough. He doesn't have to go crazy. He's not a Mahomes. He's not an Allen. He can accept that. Mm-hmm. He's just got to do enough to win the game. And that's what he does. Yeah. Yeah, you make a good point. I mean, when they get Odell back, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, no, but it didn't. isn't Daniel Jones, like, this could be a total troll, and I like this could be misinformation. Doesn't mm-hmm. he have, like, the fastest, like when, he's, like, when he was running the ball, he was measured at, like, the fat, like one of the fastest players in the NFL or something when he was just running? I'm going to be real, dog. I have no idea. Okay. I, I'll have to look that up. I, I could be. I know he can run. I could be being fed some misinformation. He can trip there. over the 10-yard line. He can trip over the 10-yard He does love that. Yeah. Uh, the, AFC, or the NFC East is now 6-0, 5-1, 4-2, and the Commanders. <laughs> um, so The forgotten child. Yeah, sorry, Commanders. Hey, man, they won this week, all right? In a shootout. Warson Wentz, <laughs> dub season. He's also, you know, in pain now. He's not and playing. Taylor Heineke. He did it to I win to the watch, game. I have you to watch, play to win the game. I have to watch Taylor Heineke against Matt Ryan. Dude. Are you going <laughs> to that game? I will be at Commander's Colts. Oh, my nice. God. It's going to be it's gonna be phenomenal. Hey, I'm Taylor so excited. Taylor Heineke almost beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. What <laughs> are you true. talking about? That's true. 
Um, and the, hey, the Colts are back on track. Big win over the Jaguars. Yeah. Good get right game. There it is. Matt Ryan threw 58 passes in that game. Matt Ryan's arm might fall off by the time the season's over with how old he is. Yeah. And it might how, be how much they make him Sam Ellinger yeah. season in Indianapolis. And especially soon. considering Michael Pittman is the only receiver there worth anything. And somehow defenders continue to forget about mm-hmm. Alec Pierce. Like, that dude has the most basic skill set I've ever seen out of any wide receiver ever, <laughs> and he's out here going toe-to-toe with Michael freaking Pittman. Yeah. He's... I feel like my Alec Pierce would be the kind of guy that, like, gets put in the Patriots' ring of honor if he's under the <laughs> Belichick system. <laughs> Probably. He, like, he, he is the go-to in, Belichick he, wide receiver. He would turn into prime Wes Welker. That's a great yeah, take. I was going to say reincarnation of Danny Amendola, but, yeah. like, it's the same thing. Yeah, they're all the same. Um, other other games, anything else uh, for a flip to NBA? I, I just I this season's just been fun. It's just been really goofy. It's been weird. It's been very weird. And I, I I stand by my take I had preseason where I was just excited to root for a bad football team for once mm-hmm. and like just to bask in the in the glory of the chaos and the stupid stuff that happens and not have to worry about the Seahawks going to the playoffs mm-hmm. and also I guess not worry about them tanking. And I can enjoy when people come up to me and say Geno Smith uh, he would win MVP right now, and I said you're crazy, but it's just so funny that that's even entertained. Yeah, that's my summary. Um, oh, Zappy! I want to bring up Zappy. He's gonna. Is he gonna take the job? Yeah, people were looking at the wrong quarterback controversy when they were looking in Dallas. When really, it's in it's in Belichick's hand yeah. all along. The, I, next, the reincarnation of Tom Brady is now. I was gonna say, do uh, do we like the comparison of of Jones to Zappy? Just like with Drew Bledsoe to Brady. I mean, good God. Drew Bledsoe got hurt. Brady comes in. Mac Jones got hurt. And then after, you know, or after Brady came in, Belichick handed the reins to him. Does Zappy, is Zappy I mean, the next Tom Brady? Zappy was drafted three rounds before Tom Brady. So, like, <laughs> so he's there's, better. I, yeah, there's a chance he's a three rounds better than Tom Brady. Right. But, I mean, that man. He, he what did he do? Force the Packers to overtime and then just keep blowing out teams since then. Blow out the Lions and uh, blow out the Browns. Like they're playing horrible teams. They're gonna blow out the Bears again on Monday. But Bailey Zappi's caught off to a real good start. Yeah, he's he's insane. Yeah, I want I want Zappi to be good so badly and just he can just zap teams. Mm-hmm. And then that's what we can say every week. If he were a WWE superstar, that would be his signature move. The it, zap. The zap. It would be great. The zap. Um, the only other game uh, that I just I watched this week so is was, was interesting was uh, Buffalo Kansas City. I saw the last two minutes of that game and I felt like I didn't need to watch the first. You, you did fifty-eight. You really didn't. It was a it was a chess match, just like as I think you know even their playoff game was until the last two minutes in overtime. Mm-hmm. Like that was a defensive showing until that game just went crazy scoring wise. I'm waiting for the day Patrick Mahomes actually puts up a stat line of a losing quarterback in a loss. Yeah. Because at, despite two interceptions, he still had 338 yards and two touchdowns. So One of these days, right? The Bills are trying to keep the longest streak in NFL history of allowing the Chiefs to get in the field goal range at times where they never, ever should. Because <laughs> they let Patrick Mahomes get like oh, yeah. 40 yards with 12 seconds again. again. And it was to Travis Kelsey again. again. They they learned nothing from their last experience. This time it was just before halftime yeah. instead of at the end of the game. But I don't know when Buffalo is going to learn not to let Patrick Mahomes do that. But if it happens in the playoffs again, it's going to be a real issue. Yeah. Um, Fear not, though, Chiefs fans. This is the narrative that always happens. These two teams play in the regular season. The Bills always win. They will play in the playoffs. The Chiefs will win. It's just how it goes. Yeah. Um, we don't make the rules. We don't. 
And then Philly stayed unbeaten, but the Cowboys, I mean, oh, oh, oh look, oh. Cooper Rush isn't actually very good for once. Sorry. Um, he played awesome. Go back to Dak now. <laughs> NBA? NBA. I want to do our predictions. I'm just excited. I've been excited for this segment because the NBA is back. Sure. Um, we had games last night. Celtics beat the Sixers, mm-hmm. and uh, the Lake Show lost. Which I'm shocked. I already saw a graphic from a parody account that said uh, the 20, the Los Angeles Lakers have been eliminated from the 2023 NBA playoffs. That's tough, man. It was that's a tough season. LA. That's a tough season. Better luck next year. Maybe when you have Bronny, you'll win. Um, but who knows? But yeah, the NBA is back. We have games right now. Um, Bulls Heat. You are you Ben? Are you a Bulls fan? No. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, that's right. Your NBA fandom. It's free agency, kind of. It kind of is, and I'm just kind of you know who excites me this year is going to be who uh, who I root for. I usually don't determine that till about Christmas, um, <laughs> but you know, all aboard. That's I, all I'm saying. I would offer you look to the team to the north of the um, the the Illinois border. Just saying. I'm just saying. Minnesota Timberwolves? Yeah, the Toronto Raptors, actually, is who I was, who I was speaking of. Um, they're playing Cleveland right now. We have Miami, we have Miami, Chicago, Brooklyn, New Orleans. I'm not going to read all these scores. Everyone's playing besides the Bucks, which is just very annoying. Um, but I want to do predictions. So just the just the award winners. M- and, uh, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Depoy, Most Improved, Sixth Man, Coach of the Year, and then a Finals pick. So I guess we could just swing it around the room. Sure. Peter, MVP, go. Uh, it will be Steph Curry. It will be Steph Curry. Steph Curry he's, will be MVP. He's one I have not I have not seen as much. Uh, ben, Joel Embiid. Write these down. Joel Embiid. I like that take because I also picked uh, <laughs> Sir Joel Embiid. I see how it is. Steph, why Steph, Peter? Uh, I feel like this is the season after having a fantastic finals that everyone's going to look at because everybody saw him last year and was like he's on a rebuilding team, and then just absolutely went insane in the playoffs. And uh, I think this is the year that everybody starts looking at Steph. And um, it's a different built team. It's a lot younger team now. You mm-hmm. know, Jonathan Kuminga, Moses Moody, Moses Moody, Moses Moody. A lot of the young guys are playing now, and I think they're going to look to Steph to step up. Okay, I like it. I like it. I just think the 76ers are built for the regular season, so I think if they well, not get when Harden the, shoots 15 free throws a game. I mean that that was bad, but whatever. Last night doesn't help my case, but I think they're a team that can be a very good regular season team, and it's a regular season award. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, rookie of the year. I feel like this might be a sweep. Yeah. Who do you? Who I, I do you, who do you guys? It. Who do you guys have? I got a sleeper pick. Ooh. I like I like Jaden Ivey. Really? Why? I think. Sorry, I didn't mean <laughs> you to ask sound you like that. I didn't mean to ask you like that. Why, Why? do you have that horrible oh, yeah, prediction? Sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to fry that. My tone was off. Why did you pick Jaden? Because <laughs> I think in a Pistons offense where he could really shine, he's one of the only positive spots over there. And I think he was so underrated at Purdue, in my opinion. Yeah. That. I think he played in a, in a in a Big Ten school that played other defensively stacked Big Ten teams. I think if, if Jaden Ivey played the basketball in the SEC, for instance, I think he would have dropped 26, 27 a game. I think he is really, really skilled. I think it will translate to the NBA game, and I would not be surprised if he turns the Pistons not into a playoff team because they're bad, but into a fringe 500 team, and I, I think Jaden Ivey's the guy to do it. I think that's fair. I just think like, I don't know. My my pick, I go. I'm picking Paolo Bancaro simply because I think Jay Ivey is going to be a phenomenal player. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I think for a rookie of the year, having to share touches with Cade Cunningham, who also is going to want to be evolving in his his second season, um, 
And, you know, you've got guys like Sadiq Bey there. There's other people that I think are going to take touches away from him where, where he might not be able to showcase what you're talking about, which I agree we saw at Purdue enough to push him over the edge for the award over someone like Bancaro, who I think is just going to take so many shots and, and get so many touches with you're Orlando. You're going with Sweaty Boy? Yes. Pa- pa- Paolo. He's not going to be able to catch the ball because his hands are so sweaty. Who are you picking? Keegan Murray. Okay. Keegan, listen, man. All right. <laughs> I know. Oh, the Iowa guy picked the Iowa guy. Wow. Listen, man. You spelled his name wrong. Anyway. Oh, uh, good. Keegan Murray. He's on. I know he's on. He's on the Kings, right? It's the Kings. They haven't made the playoffs since what? 2007, 2006. It's been a long time. But it's a team that's building up. It's a team that's in a very difficult division, and it's going to be a team where they really don't. I mean, I guess the bonus is their number one, but. Keegan Murray is a guy that can step in and be an, an instant impact player day one. Fair. And I think it's the year where the the Kings are going to try to make the playoffs. I know Kings fans have been waiting for that. All five of them, they've been waiting for the Kings to make the playoffs. But this could be the year, and Keegan Murray might be the guy. Okay. I Okay. He went to <laughs> Iowa. I get it. Um <laughs> No, I, I, it's not a bad, it's a good argument. I'm, I'm joking with you. But yeah. if they make the playoffs... You've hated every single one of our picks, haven't you? No. Yeah. No, I... I, I can see it in your no, little... I, I see a little twinkle in your eyes. I picked the number one pick. I have the, lame, the lamest pick for rookie of the year by far. I see a little twinkle in your eye. You're upset. Um, I get a twinkle in my eye when I'm upset? It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Don't worry about um, it. All right, defensive player of the year. Who's first? Me? Yeah, who, either one of you. Uh, I'm going to go with the boring one. I go Giannis. Let's go. Giannis is just, he's good at basketball. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Ben? Uh, I'm going to go also pretty boring. I think it's Rudy Gobert. I think his first season in Minnesota, I think he, he stops up the middle very well. He doesn't do much well offensively, but this is an offensive award. Yeah. Um, I I agree with you. I think Gobert could, the narrative could be there for him. I'm also picking Giannis. I think the depoy is lame. They're, they're not going to give it. They gave the the cool depoy was last year. We're not getting a cool one this year. It's going to be Giannis or Gobert. It's just boring. Um, I could see I could see Gobert very easily. Most improved. Okay. Does somebody else want to go first? I can go first. Go ahead. If if we want to go on this one, um, MIP. I have Jalen Brunson. He's someone who really improved last year. I think in a new offense, if he leads that Knicks team to the ten seed or the nine seed, they make that play in tournament. I think he could jump to you know an over twenty point per game scorer without someone like Luca on his team anymore. Um, you know he's the best guard by far on the Knicks. I think he's going to have a really big role. Um, new York guy, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. New York guy. Um, I think it's a good fit. I'm going Jalen Brunson. I could see him. I just see him having a big season. I will stick in Minnesota, and I think it's Anthony Edwards. I think he is a breakout star. He's already he's already borderline star, but I think he really breaks through this year. And I I think I think Minnesota is doing very big things, and I think he's a big reason why. Peter, this one's a little little weird. Ooh. Right, I'm just prefacing that. It's going to be weird. LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, LeBron's going to go for 50 this year. <laughs> when he breaks Kareem's record, he I'm improved. I'm going to go with John Wall. Whoa! I'm going to go with John Wall because he's in a situation now where he doesn't have to be the main guy, right? It's a, it's a position where he doesn't have the workload on his back. He's finally back from injury, and I think he could, could make some big plays for the Clippers this year. I don't know. Told you it's a weird pick. I can huh. see that twinkle in your eye. No, I'm just I can like, see it. it's tough because he was so good. So it's like it's hard to be like he improved when he's already kind of been there. I don't know. 
I feel like he kind of struggled his last couple of years. And I mean, he has, but at one point, I mean, he's a certified All Star. He's best player in the Wizards for a long time. Yeah, I don't. It's kind of like know. a. It's kind of like an Alex Smith situation. You know, uh, yeah. he comes back and balls. Comeback he player improves. of the year. He can come, back. Back, come back player of the year. Okay, okay. It's interesting. It's a bad. It's a weird one. I, I will. I will agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. I like it though. I like. We got to have some some backdoor outside shouts. Um, sixth man of the year. You guys got anybody? I think this award really only is going <laughs> to no, go to I don't one think person. Anyone's going to win this award. No, <laughs> it's not going to go to anybody. I, I mean, I think there's, to me, there's two, maybe three candidates. I, I'm picking Jordan Poole. Me too. Um, I, I am also picking Jordan. Poole. I don't <laughs> see. How, I don't see how Jordan Poole doesn't win this award. They're going to start Steph Clay Wiggins. He's not going to start all the games unless one of them gets hurt, and that's the only way he probably doesn't win this award. He. Should have won most improved player last season. I don't agree that it should have been John Morant. Um, and like he he's going to be phenomenal off the bench for them. There's a reason he wants to get paid. Jack hates John Morant. You heard it here first. That's I don't it. hate John That's Morant. It. I don't. I don't understand the the giving players the most improved award for making improvements that they're expected to make. Um, it's why I think Anthony Edwards will win this award because he's going to jump from an almost all star to an all star, and they will give him the award for that, which. I, I don't like because I don't see why. Like, that's natural improvement. That's what you'd expect. I think the most improved award should go to someone that, like, kind of comes out of nowhere and really establishes themselves in a new tier rather than a tier they should be making a leap towards. I don't know. That's my, that's my take. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Poole, yeah, easy. Um, finals pick real quick before we go into penalty box. Uh, 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 I can do mine first if you want to think about it. I'll go with the Bucks. Bucks over who? Bucks over Warriors. In what? In six. Okay. I like it. Ben? Bucks over Clippers in six. I like six. I have the exact same thing as Ben. Beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Buck, I love the Bucks in six support, gentlemen. This is awesome. <laughs> no, I mean, objectively, like, no one's beating them in the East if they're fully healthy in the playoffs. Hey, man. In my opinion. The Wizards could do something. Okay. <laughs> Peter, Peter's, Peter's off the magic. What is with you and the Wizards? You <laughs> love John Wall, you're picking them over the Bucks, and then this is unreal. Peter's yeah. living in 2011. Maybe I am. The last time a rookie I live made, in a fantasy world. That was the last time a rookie made the All-Star game, and I believe that was John Wall. There I you think go. It was either John Wall or Welcome maybe Kyrie Welcome to DC, Irving. number two. Remember when he did the Dougie when he yes, walked down the court? Right, that's right. He, he did, did the John Wall. John. Whoa! All right, we got to get Ben in the penalty box. Penalty box time. Um, ben, do you know the rules? You've never been on this before. Have I you? have never been on oh, this. Oh. Please give me a refresh. I've listened to it a couple times, but I don't want to mess anything up. Yeah, two minutes on the clock. Okay. Uh, you have to answer as many questions as you can. No Quizlet. No Chegg. We have had no cheating notes. scandals. We've had cheating scandals. I mean, that's ridiculous. We've had to talk to Wen um, Choi about it. It's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, they got expelled. Yeah. Good anyway. Riddance. Uh, two minutes, as many as you can. Icebreaker questions. You should know the answers. Are you ready? Okay. I, th- I think I'm ready. All right. Nolan, are you ready? Yes. All right. Two minutes on the clock. Three, two, one, go. What is your irrational fear? Uh, heights. What's your biggest pet peeve? Chewing loudly. One thing you'll never do again? Uh, one thing I'll never do again. Cheat on a test. Uh, what's an unusual skill you have? I can... Fall asleep in any moving vehicle, anytime, anywhere. Would you like to be famous, and for what? Yes, sports broadcasting. Have you ever won a contest of any kind? 
Uh, if I ever won a contest, no, I don't think so. What would you do if you had an extra hour in the day? Sleep a little more. What was the last song you listened to? Uh, it would have been. Oh, God, I don't even know. Pass. I don't even know. Do you believe in ghosts? No. If I gave you ten thousand dollars right now, what would you spend it on? Student debt. If you could go to outer space for free as a tourist, would you do it? No. On an airplane, do you prefer the window seat or the aisle seat? Window. Asleep. Done. What's your thoughts on crab walking? Crab walking? <laughs> um, I had to do it in freshman year basketball, and it hurt, so I hate it. If you were offered the position of mayor of your city, would you take it, and what would be your first decree? Ooh. Uh, uh, is this hometown, or is this Columbia? Columbia. Oh, yes, I would, and I would fix the stupid roll cart issues that people are always talking about. Controversial take. Yeah. Thoughts on feudalism? Uh, can I get a definition? What? Feudalism, like the fe- like the feud, like the feudal system, you know, oh. like the serfs. Yeah, the, uh, no, I do. Strongly pro. Uh, would you? What would you rather win, the lottery or be named employee of the month every month? Uh, the lottery. Would you rather walk around with a salad for a head or broccoli for arms? <laughs> salad for a head. Would you rather have no nose or no arms? No nose. What secret conspiracy would you like to start right now? Would I like to start? Yeah. Um, God, Kanye West founded KCOU. What invisible? What's invisible, but you wish people could see? Uh, labels above people's head that that say whether they're stupid or not. <laughs> there it is. He had some of the greatest answers. What uh, the the strongly pro feudal might be the greatest answer in penalty box history. You're not rocking with feudalism. <laughs> no, he said strongly pro. Yeah, he's pro feudal. Yeah, no, are I, you not rocking with no, feudalism? No, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm saying it was a good answer. Yeah. I also we asked him. The lottery or employee of the month for every month? What sort of question is that? Hey, man, would that you rather, what idiot would you rather have the money or the fame? It's the big thing. I would love to be the Columbia, Missouri you know, employee, of the month month. Month. employee of the month every month. Dude, and he got yeah. nothing. All I'm saying awesome. is that like, if you go to Walmart right, and you look at the wall and you see that one guy's face like 50 times on there, you're going to wonder who that guy is. Yeah, yeah. But, well, when I buy an island after winning the I was lottery, gonna say, you're going to wonder who that guy if is, If I too. won the lottery, I would buy a wall in Walmart but you know and put 50 how many pictures taxes? of my how many face on it. That's the same employee of the month. Much. And then when they say you can't do that, I say, I won the lottery. I'll pay you off. Also, Give me this wall. I was very flustered in the moment. I have won a contest before. So I'm the biggest Cardinal fan that I think any of you know. Right. I was a Cubs bat boy for a day oh. because I won a random contest. Hilarious because I wore a Cardinals jersey and they made me take it off. Oh, that's mm. lame. And then he hit he hit one of the Cubs players with a bat. Out for the Knocked season. Him out yes. for the season as a as a Cardinals um, non ghost believer. That's a take. I normally uh, I frown upon the non ghost believers who say that. I'm also a non ghost believer. Yeah, I frown on you. Yeah. then too. I I don't think it's unreal. I think there, there's some, but like I don't think there's anyone hovering behind me right now. Sort of deal. Well, yeah. are there people here right now? No, Milton? no, they're not all around. But like, turn off I don't the know. lights if you can I hear lived, us. I lived in a house that was built in the 1800s, so I think that is is part of it because that yeah. house is haunted. Yeah, and my I've do you ever like Jack look up visits. the history I've as who lived in that house slash who was murdered in that house? Yes. No, and I don't know that I want to. <laughs> nah, I kind of do. <laughs> maybe I maybe Jack, I say should. your address on air so somebody <laughs> can do it. Yeah, we'll look that up. It's I, it's it can be found pretty easily, but I it's I don't know. I'm a ghost believer. That's it. Um, 
Sleep more, that's a good one. Uh, crab walking is a bad. I don't like it either. Yeah. It's, it, it does hurt when you have to do it in sports. Um, fixing the roll carts is a, yeah, you're going to yeah. fire up some people with that one. That would probably be your only decree, and then you'd be ousted from office. Oh. You'd be yanked. <laughs> you'd be dragged out by your ankles. There would be There would be people that are so angry. They're ro- Broadway the roll, would be flooded you would with be people. Put, you would be put in a roll cart and just like sent then down the Missouri River. thrown out of the city. Yeah. Yeah. That would that would be that would be terrible. Roll carts. That's so. I love telling people who aren't don't have like don't live here about it. It's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> I freak out when I go home and my parents have one. I'm like, whoa. What is that? What is that? What is this sorcery? What is that? You can just roll it down to the street. (laughs) I feel so bad for like my friends who don't live in apartments and like have to actually just lug their trash out and put it on the street. It's 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 wild. Um, Have you ever won a contest, Peter? That's what we'll end the show with. Um, Yes. Back in Lincoln Trail days, I won a a contest and I won a free book. Wow. Oh, nice. I think it was like a Magic Treehouse book. See, Jack doesn't even know what grade you're talking about. He doesn't. No. What you have no weirdo. idea. I, I feel very... You ever been to Sangamon? Uh, you ever go to Sangamon? You ever met Mr. Kabuti? Mr. Kabuti? Legend? Mr. Ka- what? Mr. Kabuti is uh, an absolute you're legend. You're talking about a hero in Muhammad Exactly. Seymour. Mr. Anderson? Do you even know Mr. Anderson? Mr. Anderson. Anderson. Bulldog TV Bulldog legend? Bulldog TV legend. I do know about Bulldog TV. Yeah. Good. It's I do. sweeping the nation. Um... Yeah, that's awesome. Congra- congratulations. You're on your phone right now. Do you even care? No, I even sorry, care. I got tagged. I, I, I'm happy that this happened. I liked the Muhammad Seymour connection. And I've never won a contest, so I'm a little self-conscious. Yeah. Never won one. Imagine. <laughs> it's cringe. <laughs> yeah. And the show. We've, right. We're at time. Thank you, Ben, so much for coming on. Hey, thank you guys for having our me. Fir- our first broadcast together since, like, what, 2018? <laughs> since high school it's football. Since high school football. Look at that. Yeah. I made a reunion The happen. connections run deep. But thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate you being here. Uh, we'll have you on MSD, Peter, and then it'll be another reunion. Oh, that'll be there trippy. There it is. Uh, but, yeah, uh, make sure to uh, cook your...